0: Alright, it's Chandra again with the Contemporary Horsemanship Company podcast. And today I wanted to give an overview on positive reinforcement slash clicker training. So I talk about it a lot in my other podcasts. And I wanted to really kind of go into detail why I do it, what is it, what's the benefit of it versus traditional or negative reinforcement or natural horsemanship kind of thing. Um, So to start off with, most traditional training is... Um, negative reinforcement or all traditional training is negative reinforcement. So negative reinforcement just means the subtraction of something to get a behavior. So you put your leg on, that's pressure to ask the horse to go forward and you take your leg off. That is the negative. That's the subtraction. So you take your leg off, you take that negative stimuli off, the pressure, and that is the reward. So that's all negative reinforcement is: is you take that away. So you're saying, "Oh, this is what I wanted you to do. Good job. The pressure goes away." So, like, if I wanted a person to move forward, um, you, you maybe put put your hand on their back and push them forward. When they go forward, you let go. It's the same concept. So all traditional training and natural horsemanship uses negative reinforcement. They might use some sort of punishment as well. It just kind of depends on who is doing it and, and what, what is going on there. Um, so like, for example, (laughs) um, if the horse was doing something that they don't like, like, or they're trying to bite you or something and you, you've been hurt. Like most people have been told, like, if your horse tries to bite you while you're saddling or whatever, you can hit them, but within three seconds. So that would be punishment. Like you're hitting them for this behavior. Um, and punishment doesn't always work either but that's just an example of what punishment is because negative reinforcement is not punishment there's two separate things there so um just like lunging you'd you'd back up your cue so your cue would be like sending your horse off like pointing your hand up the negative reinforcement part would be like the whip you would add that in and then that would go away as a reward once the horse moved forward so that's that's all that is same like the reins you apply pressure till the horse stops, it goes away. That's the negative reinforcement. That's the reward for the horse. Um, cause a lot of people who just do traditional training and natural horsemanship, they don't completely understand the power of the pressure on the horse and the release. And that's why it causes a lot of problems because it's so very detailed and you have to really pay a lot of attention to the horse. Um, And it can cause a lot of issues because you'll be—you think you're just riding like it's normal—and you don't really consider how much pressure you put on the horse. It depends on the horse too, because some horses are very, very dull. Some are very, very sensitive. So you kind of have to be um, really just paying attention and thoughtful. Um, But you just want to go for a ride, for example, and you're just steering and asking your horse to just, you know, normally go for a ride. And, um, and that could be pressure for certain horses. And then they would be like, oh, well, like if they have a scary end of the corner or the arena or whatever, which most horses have, you, you finally get them go down there, you steer them down there and then they want to leave. And you're like, I don't get it. Every time I steer my horse down this corner, like he still doesn't like it. I can make him go down there. I don't get it and every time like the horse already has an idea in his head that this is scary and then you steering him putting pressure on him in that area so he's like oh i'd like i don't want to be here you steer him you press put pressure on him he's like oh i really don't want to be here because now there's pressure too so there's two separate things that are telling him that he was right and not wanting to go there and then some people will just be like, oh man, he just will not go over there. And then they'll go and just like regroup over near the gate or over near other horses or something like that. And then you're giving a horse a break near where he wants to be. And so that behavior will continue and keep going in that cycle. Um, So it's just very little things. That's true for positive reinforcement as well. But I think you can get away with a little bit more um, versus negative reinforcement. So that's the overview of negative reinforcement. It's just the subtraction of something. And that's always pressure to show the horse that he's being rewarded. Um, So with positive reinforcement, all the positive is, is you're adding something. These are in mathematical terms. So the positive you're adding. So I'm adding a food reward. I'm adding a scratch. That would be, I'm adding something to the situation versus I'm taking my leg off. Negative. I would take away something. Take away the whip. Take away the reins. Take away something. So... Um, for the positive reinforcement I am looking for the behaviors that I want to see more of and then I'm telling the horse that this is what I want to see more of so all clicker training is 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 tapping into that positive reinforcement so lots of people are against it and you hear all these myths about treats making your horse muggy it is what you train it is so I use treats on every single one of my horses and they don't mug me (laughs) they don't come after me and chase me down for treats because i have trained the behavior in waiting patiently to get the treat and that's the only time you get the treat that's how it has to be you can't just like (laughs) come out with a bucket of cookies and be like this doesn't work because my horse is mugging me for treats well you have to train the behavior you don't just hop on a horse and not train the behavior to be ridden you don't you don't do those things so why would you do that with with the food um you're just using it at, to your advantage as a tool it is not bribery or anything like that you can't bribe a horse to go in a trailer with food it doesn't work um try it if you if your horse doesn't want to get in the trailer just put some hay in there and see if he'll go in there if he's terrified of it and and, and do it right it's not gonna work You have to systematically train your horse using the reward to get him to go on the trailer. You can use negative reinforcement as well, but that's how positive reinforcement works. And I like to use the example of going to work. Would most of you go to your jobs if you didn't get paid? That's what it's like. And negative reinforcement can work. I have no problems with negative reinforcement. I have just noticed that my horse's... First of all, love their jobs. When I added started adding in positive reinforcement, they love it. Um, they'll stand at the gate, they'll nicker to me. They're so excited, they put in so much more effort. Second, they try so much harder. They will try and try and try because they're like, oh my gosh, there's something in it. And they're just m- more involved and invested than they ever were with um, negative reinforcement. And third, i do a lot less work like physical exertion like we're both a lot less stressed and tired at the end of the day and i just think that's super healthy for both of us for example um getting a horse to like canter i used to be like like one that would be really just sticky put my leg on and you you put your leg on then nothing happens squeeze a little harder then kick him with your heels and then tap with your whip. And it was exhausting for ones that's just not forward. Um, but then with positive reinforcement, you can add a cue. So you can add, I do use both negative and positive reinforcement. I like to have it, both of them together. Put my leg on, um, horse goes forward, I'll click and I will give him a treat. So then he, he associates over time like, oh, you put your leg on, I get food. This is great. Okay. And then... I don't have to kick. I don't have to whip. I don't have to do any of that. They're just like, oh, look at me. Like most of them will, um, once you get to a certain point, um, my horses will just go off a of voice cue. So like my personal horse, Rhett, I don't ever really use my leg um, unless I'm doing some kind of other maneuver. But if to get him to go forward, I don't need that. And granted, he is a more of a forward horse, but I've done it on other horses as well as you just pair that um going forward with something positive, there's something in it for them, and then they just want to work for you a lot harder, so, um, I sit there, I'll be like, walk, trot, canter, and he'll, he'll do all that on voice cue, so you can also get that with negative for reinforcement, yes, you can, um, it is going to be harder with a, um, horse that's not as forward, but it is possible, um, anyways, those are my three main things, they're super important, so I, you might as well use it, so, um, as far as the mugging goes with food, um, when you're introducing it, like they're gonna mug you in the beginning. Most horses will because they're not used to having the treats available, and they need to learn how to behave around them. It's just like any other thing; they need to learn what the rules are, and that's that's all it is. Um, just like a kid, you take him to the store, you tell them when they're old enough. Like these are the rules for the store, and you know this is how you act around certain areas and that's how it is with the food. So I want to kind of break down clicker training in general first and then kind of walk you through a mugging scenario if or when that would happen with your horse. So overall, all I do is click the behavior that I want and then I feed it. So if I'm working on having my horse stand still, which is going to be one of your first um, behaviors that you're going to train. So, my horse is staying still while I'm grooming or tacking up, whatever it is, I'm going to click and then I'm going to immediately give him food. That's all it is. It's I'm saying what you're doing right now is great and then here's your reward. So, I'm he's working, he's getting paid. So, I would definitely not go to my day job if I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> so, it's just all about motivation. That's that's all it is. The horses want to work when they get paid. That, it's pretty much as simple as that. Um, so, overall, teaching the click is going to be, you're going to pair a voice cue or a sound with food. That's the beginning step for it. Um, and then you want to teach your receiving of the food right in the beginning with that. So there's no mugging. So I like to use a tongue click. It'll be like this, like that. That's my, that's my sound. And they differentiate that between like a, they understand the difference. Um, so I like that just because I had a hard time with the handheld clicker, um, trying to hold that and the lunge line and the reins. And it was just timing is super, 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 super important. And I can't like, oh, he's doing something I want, and then reach for my clicker and then click afterward. Like it's not, it's not going to work as well. So just having it off of a voice cue, I can immediately do it. And then I capture that behavior right away. And that's what you need to do. So if you want to use a handheld clicker, by all means, go for it. But I definitely recommend using a tongue click. Um, you can also use a word. You can say good or great or you know whatever word you want to use, honestly. But you have to have it in a certain sound. So like you'd use with a dog, like you'd be like, oh my god, good boy. And you kind of talk differently or you'd be like, sit. And you tell them something differently so they understand the difference between that voice cue and you just talking. Um, it's going to be the same thing. So you'd be like, good Or whatever your voice cue is. um, But it is not going to be quite as clear to them as the tongue click would be. So I definitely recommend that. If you can't quite master the tongue click um, for whatever reason, um, just kind of something similar to it. Like um, my husband tries to do it when I'm teaching him and he has like multiple clicks. But it works. They understand it. So um, whatever kind of sound, I find the clicking works best. Um, So you want to decide what sound you want to use and you got to be consistent with it they have to understand that it's paired and once it's paired like they they got it they understand it so i would start off with a horse that i don't know um if you think your horse is going to just can't be won't be able to control himself for food i would start with a food that's kind of like a medium reinforcement so like they're probably not going to be super thrilled with like you just giving them hay to pair it with I mean like I get hay it's not a big deal so like I started clicker training with my mustangs with hay and they they got it because this is kind of a uh, it's a higher value food for them since that was something that they didn't always get when they were out in the wild so depending on your horse it might be um you kind of have to know your horse and see what they like and just try some different foods for them but you could start there um if it's not high enough value, if, if they're not trying hard enough for it, like they're not as excited about it, um, I try like an alfalfa pellet or a alfalfa cube that you can break, um, a, a horse cookie, carrot, apple, um, grain, any of those things would be great. Um, right now I use, um, I was using hay for the Mustangs and then I, I've changed to alfalfa cubes so I can just kind of break them up. Um, since they're learning to eat out of my hand, so they're a little bit bigger, I can break up the sizes versus the pellet, which they don't really understand to eat out of my hand. Same with grain. They, they don't, they haven't quite mastered that yet. Um, cause it's the little pieces. So I'm starting with that. You might have to start with that. If your horse has never eaten a treat it, most domestic horses aren't going to have that issue, but for whatever reason, do a rescue or something, I would start there. Um, and then then they're kind of they're working a little bit harder for it just because um it is higher value that alfalfa it's an alfalfa timothy cube and they they get a little bit more excited for that so they're they know the rules though that i set out when i was using the clicker train with the hay so they don't they are more driven to work but they're not like oh my god i need the food and then they come at you they're not like that So just kind of play with the different foods and see what value works. And then also depending on what task you're doing, you might want to change the value. So if it's something really scary for your horse, like maybe trailer loading is really scary, maybe you whip out the carrots for that. Um, Something really high value, like, oh, I get carrots every time I get in the trailer, and then they're like, oh my God, this is amazing, or grain, or whatever it is. Um, And then I use my grain for my other horses, which I have two other thoroughbreds, they get the grain. And it's just part of their daily ration. So there's not, they're not getting like a ton extra or anything. But um, I use that because then I can also... It's part of their regular um, diet. So I'm not feeding them like a pound of carrots or treats or whatever. Because I like to feed a lot to really build up behaviors. Um, so it's just part of their diet already. So I'm not going to mess up anything. And then I can really change the amount that I'm giving them so I could give them a big handful multiple handfuls if they're doing something fantastic or if just like a regular behavioral small handful something like that so I can really play with the amounts that I give them Um, it's a little harder to do that with like carrots because they're all the same size if you use like baby carrots but that's why I like that so anyways find something they're going to be interested in Um, if your horse wants to kind of mug you you know that they're going to be too excited for the food i would use um, protective contact so i would be on the other side of the fence or a stall or some to put a barrier between the two of you and so then that horse can learn how to behave around the food without like unintentionally getting too close to you running over doing something like that so just start on the other side of the gate stall, whatever, and teach him this lesson from there. If you think your horse will be fine, that's fine. Then I would just put a halter and lead rope on him like you normally would and work in his pen and stall wherever. Um, so get your food that, you know, they'll like, but maybe not drive them too crazy, but enough to where they're going to quickly associate this with your sound, your click. Um, so then once you're ready with all that stuff, you're just going to, you're going to have your sound. So your tongue click. When he's standing still and relaxed. And then you're going to give him a treat. So a handful of grain of carrot, whatever it is. Um, so that's where I like to start. So baseline, you're going to start with just pairing them. But you're going to kind of do two things at once. Because I want him to only get the food when he's standing relaxed. And not looking at you, begging with puppy eyes. Not nuzzling you for food. We don't want any of those behaviors. You're going to ignore them. So if they get too pushy, you'll back them out of your space. I am totally cool with using negative reinforcement. I use it all the time. I just think both is better than one by itself. Might as well use both. You got both tools in your tool belt. You can whip one out whenever you need it. So got your horse, he's gonna be standing straight and relaxed. So so I would start off in an area where he is already relaxed, maybe in his field, in his stall, wherever he's gonna be the most relaxed without any other horses there because as soon as you start whipping out food and there's multiple horses there it's going to be a disaster because they're going to be all over each other going to be fighting each other They could run over you it's super dangerous we don't want that at all um so ha- horse has to be by himself um so if he has a stall or like a little paddock or round pen or wherever where he can be do that So, by himself, don't do him loose first because you want to have control of your horse. So, once he's standing straight and relaxed, so he's just nice and straight, neck straight, he's not looking at you and he's not looking off, he's just hanging out, just like you normally would, Um, I would click and then immediately grab him some food and and feed him. So, the first time, he's not going to really understand what the heck's going on, so... Um, when you first feed him, he's like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then that, then he might start those mugging behaviors and looking around and, oh my gosh, you have food. This is great. Depending on your horse, they might not really care that much either. So we'll kind of go from there. If they're not caring as much, we might have to increase the value of the food. So we'll figure that out later. Um, so if your horse is more interested now and has woken up and wants to, to find food from you, um, just ignore him. just stand there, you got to have a little bit of patience with this. I mean, it's horse training. We already have to have patience for it to begin with. Um, So just wait. If he's coming into you, just kind of raise your arms up. Be like, no, this is my space. Back him up. Just make sure he respects that space. Um, And then just wait until he just stands straight and is relaxed again and then click him and feed him again. And you might have to wait 10, 15 minutes. It depends on the horse. So be prepared that you're gonna have to just wait him out and wait for that behavior, but he will understand it. It won't take a ton of time to figure it out, but you have to be patient. If he's not standing still in 30 seconds, like don't lose your mind and be like, oh my gosh, he's just not getting it. Like he's a horse and you're a person and you have to figure out how to communicate. It's not gonna take 30 seconds. You're two completely different beings. (laughs) So take your time, it's okay, it'll happen. But be prepared that it's going to take some time. You're going to have to wait there for maybe 15 minutes before he can settle back down and and be ready to be rewarded again. So start from there. Always, when he's relaxed and standing straight, click reward. So we also want to watch um, the behaviors after the click. So a lot of horses will be standing relaxed. You'll click to them. And then... And then they start like a behavior where they're anticipating the food. So they'll, they might turn their head toward you, they might lower their head, they might start doing, moving, turning their head, whatever. I would, if they, so they're staying relaxed, they click, I would click that. And then if they start doing this behavior, just kinda wait until they become relaxed again. Even though you did click them, that's okay. You're gonna just pause and be like, I don't like the behavior you're doing now because the be- behavior between the click and getting the food is also being rewarded. So I think that's a very important um, message because lots of people don't realize that or don't understand that and then they're also rewarding something else in, in between there. So... If your horse starts moving his head around in, t- in anticipation of getting the food between the time you click and when you feed, which we want it to be quick. So as soon as you click, you go reach in your pack or wherever and feed, but they will start moving around or they, they might, a lot of horses will do that. And so I would just pause. So as soon as you go to reach in there and they're start moving their head, just pause, like stop your hand right there and just pause there. And then once they're still feed them and I could, I would, I would I would feed them, and while you feed them, click at the same time. All right, so having your horse learn what the click means and behave nicely and take the food correctly in the beginning is super important because that's the first thing they're gonna know, and then they're just gonna build off of that. So, I would take it seriously in the beginning to be like, okay, he needs to behave a certain way. I need to have him relaxed, his head straight, not mugging me. The relaxation is the most important thing. That's If you don't have relaxation, you have nothing. Um, and that's for all horse training because if the horse is just losing it and he's anxious or scared or whatever, like you can't learn and it's not safe for either of you. So, clicker training relaxation is going to help you out because it's hard to really pinpoint... relaxation with negative reinforcement be like yeah I want you to do this but it's easy with clicker training so um, that's super important but it can be fixed like everything can be fixed but fixing takes more time than doing it right from the beginning Um, so the feeding between the click and and getting or the behavior between getting the click and feeding is super important so just be aware of that um, and if they are moving their head or they're just anxious in general, just wait until they come back to relaxation and then offer them the food again. And I would like to click at the same time as I give them the food while they're relaxed. So, so they're still going to get it. You're just kind of shorting that time space, that time span. Um, and then they're going to be like, OK, so I'm all, I stay relaxed throughout the whole thing. So it's all you're just communicating the whole time what you want. Um, I would practice this on both sides of the horse so you're not just always feeding him from one side. Um, you just want to be able to work on each side equally. I know you're going to work on the left more, but just make sure you can do it on both sides. And just do it for a couple minutes in the beginning. Um, you don't want him to get crazy with it and and give him too much, but you want to give it enough time to wear they, they start to understand like you'll, and you'll know once they start recognizing the click because their eels will pick up, they'll they'll be like, Oh my gosh, I know food's coming. So you can tell when they, um, when they started to understand it. So, um, if your horse is really bad about the mugging, um, how to do it with protective contacts, same principle. Um, but the horse will be loose in the other, other side of the fence. So again, make sure he's either in a pasture by himself in his stall on the other side of a round pen panel whatever you can do but you don't want horses on the other side just as you don't want them with you while you were training the click the other way Um, because that's just gonna cause issues it's just gonna be you and him in a nice relaxed environment so you're on the other side of the gate and he stands nice and relaxed I would click it and feed it again be aware of that time between when you click and when you actually feed make sure he's staying relaxed just wait about if he's not um, with him being on the other side of the fence, you might have to back up a little bit. Like, if he gets really close to you or he wants to nuzzle you or something, just back up. Be like, no, that's not the behavior I'm looking for. Um, and then he'll, once he settles on the other side and he's not got his head over and he's looking and, you know, being crazy, even if he's got his head over and he's just relaxed and he's just waiting, then I would click and feed that. So, um, some of the behaviors you're looking for are just. Relaxation, So the horse isn't tense. He doesn't, um, he's not like, re- like his muscles aren't really hard and like waiting into anticipation. He's not leaning, uh, moving his head side to side, um, doing any of those behaviors. We definitely don't want like a bunch of head turning or any of those behaviors because that can kind of increase from there and then you have to fix it later on. Um, so one of the behaviors that lots of clicker trainers want to train in which I used to train in the beginning was like having the horse's head turn away from you and then feeding him you can do that but you have to be really careful about it because you always have to um feed the head turn and the stillness while he's waiting because the horse will or some horses will want to just continue to turn their head cuz they think that's the behavior versus turning it away and holding it still. So I'm not super worried about the head away. I get the idea as so they're they're kind of overcorrecting. So like the horse wants to come to you and get the treats, but you're only feeding him when he's away, but that can easily be turned into just him standing there and turning his head back and forth, which we don't want. So, if you do want to do that, just make sure that you have the stillness there. So, it's the head turn away and he's got to be relaxed and still. Then you can beat him. I just like the head straight. Um, it's less to deal with, less behavior to deal with. And then you you have that position that you want already um, versus the overcorrection. So, he just nice and straight, standing there relaxed and still. That's, that's the key here is him still and relaxed. So that is the beginning of it. I would do it for like 10 minutes and then I would do it a couple times. I usually do it two or three times and they've got it by then. And then you don't need to do it anymore. They understand what your click or your sound means and then you can go on to starting to train behaviors. Um, So the reinforcement needs to be consistent. So if you start training it with Or start training him with clicker training and you click and then you take 10 minutes to get your food out or five minutes or it's not necessarily that long um it would be more like 30 seconds 15 seconds you want it to be very quick especially in the beginning um unless they're presenting that behavior you don't want between the time you click and the time you feed um You want to pause. You want to make sure that you're not rewarding that because even if you're like reaching your hand into your pouch or your pocket, you're like, oh, the food's still coming. So as soon as you notice the behavior, you're just going to pause and wait and then feed when he's relaxed. So um, making sure that time is quicker is just going to help the horse learn quicker. So he knows he's going to get food every single time right away. And it just makes them easier to pair the click with the food or the behavior with the click and the food. So that's just something to think about. Um, I know lots of people want to do or use clicker training for like trick behaviors or just like people think it's all about like touching cones and like it's definitely not. So that's why I want to try to really show what it can be used for and just kind of integrate it into normal everyday horsemanship. Um, So you can have your horse touch stuff. I do like my horses to target just because is so easy like to get them to do other behaviors especially like trailer load i do start with a cone for trailer loading just because it's maneuverable you can also have them touch your hand you can do that too um or just a whip could be used as a target or just a regular target anything you want really honestly that's how great um clear training is you can use whatever you want um I like them to target things because it overrules like their fear and uh, so like they'll touch like halter like especially with the mustangs they'll be like oh my gosh the halter is scary so they'll touch the halter they will touch the fly spray bottle they touch the saddle um, and it's more so for them or like a fearful domestic horse um or just like getting them to to go places when you're first starting to ride one You click, you have him go forward, and he's going forward to go touch the fence or a marker or a cone. It just kind of helps you with that kind of thing. But it's not all about just um, touching a cone for the sake of it. It's always got to be more for a task. I want to use it for creating forward movement under saddle or creating forward movement to get the horse into the trailer. Something like that is what I like to use it for. Um, So, I'm just going to give you kind of basics of targeting and I will go into depth on that later, but the basics would be, so for example, just the easiest thing to be would be your hand. So I would, I either hold my hand open, like palm open or just like in a closed fist and I kind of do it differently for each horse. So like my, my horse will do it either way, like my personal horse, cause I've had him for years, but with the Mustangs, I just have my hand open um, and the list touch that. Um, But I'll just hold it out straight. I'll just tell them touch or target. Like you can use whatever word you want. You can say whatever you want, honestly, as long as you're consistent with it. I say target. Um, And so I'll hold my hand up, say target. And then when they touch it, I'll click and reward it. They're not going to know what target means in the beginning. Um, It is one of those things. you get a condition just like walk, trot, canter, or the voice cues, same thing. And then you're just going to continue to reinforce that. And then you can have... Then once they understand the hand signal um, or the target signal, the voice cue to touch your hand, then I would try it on the other side and then I would try it in just different environments and then I'll try it with different objects. So you can use a cone, you can use a whip, you can use whatever you want, it doesn't matter the side of the building they can touch, doesn't matter. So once they I, they understand the idea of the target voice cue, then I go to... Kind of sending them to a target because I do use that in the, sa- in the saddle and um, on the ground and as far as getting them into trailers and stuff. So it's kind of the same thing as sending as you would do it like during groundwork, like in a round pen or you send them between you and something. It's the same kind of thing. So I point. And then I'll have them go touch something. So, if you want to just do a cone in the beginning, or even like a jump standard, and or a fence, I'll just be go, like, go target. And then they kind of understand that they want to touch your hand. So you kind of go from there. And then once they touch whatever you wanted them to touch, click that. So they're not confused with just your hand because they might be a little confused in the beginning. They're like, oh, I already always touch your hand. What you know? So just. Don't reward them when they touch your hand and then continue to ask until they touch whatever it is that you want. And I would start with them very close to that object too so they don't have to walk and then get there. It's just the touching part because you're adding in another um, behavior in the walking, like walking to it. So just be aware of that. But that is basically kind of an overview of clicker training, what it is. Um, it's just a marker and, and then a reward. So your, your horse is just going to work and he's getting paid. So that's just how how I can describe it best um, and how it works. There's a lot of super scientific terms that go into it and all these things, but I, I kind of want to stay away from those because I think that confuses more people and gets more people away from it versus like ooh, I'm excited about science, like, let's learn about this, because that's how I got into it. So I was like, oh, science is cool, I want to learn about this scientific way to do it. Um, Most people aren't so thrilled with science, so I'm just going to try and stay away from that um, until I do more, like, advanced, and I'll do, um, like, advanced podcasts and videos on all those things. But just in the beginning, I don't want to, like, scare people away from it. There's so many, like, misconceptions about it already that I want to make it as easy as possible um, for everybody to understand because um, you could go in depth about clicker training for years and years forever. So but I just wanted to do a nice overview, kind of understand what it's all about, how to get started with it. And then you, when you hear the other podcast, you're like, you, you already know what I'm doing. So you're like, oh, she's clicking and feeding. Like what, what are you doing? So now you can understand like, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is how I taught the beginning of it. So hopefully that gives you a good general understanding. So then you have more knowledge to put toward the other podcast. And then if you want to start doing it with your horse and just see the difference for yourself really. So until the next one, um, I'll be back on here shortly.